to live in your whatever we uh, want to tell our story. We want to memorialize you. Say, Allison is the greatest person ever. Yeah, but what do I care then? We care because you're not here. <laughs> right? you do. No, these ideas are crazy. You want a big funeral. No, I do not. You do not? No. You know what I want? I want the same thing that Cheryl wants. I want to have everybody go to the bar and drink themselves silly and cheers to all the good times. Okay, this is that my mind. That sounds more like you. Yeah. I don't want a funeral at a funeral home with a... Mm-mm. Rob, why don't we run and tape on this? This we is are. probably a good... We are. This is a good way? Yeah, we are. Okay, so what do you want at your funeral? I don't know. I never thought about it. I'm too young. You're. How did you? <laughs> I don't care. So in that. So with Parababel. You're too young. You're so like with Parababel, you've aged and you've regressed in your age because yeah. you're older than all of us. Yes. So what are we gonna do? What would you like to happen in the end? I don't know. I don't care. I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> While you're alive, have you sat down and said, "Man, when I die, what's it gonna be like?" No. Like at the <laughs> funeral? No. No. Never. No. Nope. Have you gone to funerals before? Yeah. Okay. Did you ever sit around and go, wow, I wonder what mine's going to be like. Is anybody going to show up? No, I sat around and I was like, this is kind of creepy because like there was a prayer and like everyone in unison knew exactly what to say and what to do. And I was like, hmm, I feel like I was in a cult. Yeah, that's called being Catholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? <laughs> Neil. But stand. it has nothing to do with, but Neil it has stand. nothing. Wait. No, it has nothing to Peace do with... Peace be with you, and also with you. Good dog. <laughs> the Catholic's getting killed here. We Listen, it has nothing to do with Lord. it. No! Because Catholics aren't the only one to celebrate that. No, but how, how many other have, like... They got the rituals. First... They do their drums in South Africa, and they do dances. Yeah, and... but Rob didn't experience drums. He experienced a bunch of prayers being recited that everyone said in unison in a monotone... Okay, so if you went to the, if, if, give me, if you went to Romania and you, you saw a funeral and they had a certain, you know, ceremony set up, you'd probably say, "What? Wow, this is a cult," because they do it a certain way. Well, some of these things are really, are a little strange. Well, granted, this is Pair of Battle, and we've gone to the strange limits. Oh, is that what oh, this, this is? is? The episode, yeah, this is the episode, right? Of Pair of so we have dug up strange. Rob, Jeff, Alice, and I. Alice. <laughs> We've dug up some strange stuff, but in a normal sense, because most people listening are probably... People are confused right now. Normal. <laughs> Aren't they always sorry? Because I don't know what the hell If this is the first name. episode you're ever listening to, Good luck. we're sorry. <laughs> we're talking about death and funerals. So... Here at the Parababel Studios. So you never thought, you want to have a party at a bar. Yeah. Um, so far, I'm in the traditional state. You're laying in state? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in state. I'll be in showing. Um, yeah, man. I have like that's not I have, weird to you. I have my music planned out. I have no, things I want. Not. I do too. I oh, have. This isn't surprise you. I got my music picked out. I have what I want to be. No, that's funny you say that. We'll talk about that later. Um, Will we? I have things that I want to go Freebird? with me. <laughs> oh. No, it's an instrumental. It's a piano, guitar, electric thing, but it's oh really cool. Oh my god! But it's rocking. Can you? It's, no, it's rocking like hard rock. Okay. Okay. So you big power ballad with no words and just big guitar solos. As everyone just awkwardly cries and stares at your dead body. And that's exactly what I want them to do. <laughs> I want them to stare at me and go, God, what a fucking.
fucking great guy this guy was. <laughs> a little fucked up, but hey, that's my idea. And I told my wife. It's so funny because I told my wife like a month ago. I said I want this, 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 and this at my funeral. She said, "Start making your list." So I started making my list out what I want. So yeah, I'm putting together that. So you want a pair? You want a Howard Ballad instrumental being played? Oh, absolutely. While you're Rock laying in the coffin. Yeah. Open casket. Yeah. What else did you put on your list? Oh, I got. I, there's certain pictures I want. There's a Jack Daniels bottle that's. Uh, I had a really big party with. It's been dated and signed. That's going with me. Picture of my daughter and my son, the two that I like the most so far that they've taken. I want my drumstick going from my wife. I haven't Are these figured out what going I want. in your coffin. Oh, absolutely. It'd be like a freaking gypsy thing. No, Egyptian. Gypsy. Yeah, no. Gypsies get all that shit thrown in their... Yeah, well, so do Egyptians. <laughs> oh, do they? No, yeah. they get gold and, like, jewelry, right? Well, those were the yeah. things that were important. They well, didn't have they Jack little, Daniels back then. shop bottles and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, they get all the beads and stuff, and it's like a big party, right? I guess. But I think Egyptians hold it at a higher level than the gypsies do. And then you really want to be put in the ground just to have your body rot away? Well, here's here's the problem. Like, are you like your or like... Things coming out of your body and like your skin falling away but and your teeth rotting you out. You think about it that way because you're alive and you know what happens. But when you're dead and your spirit's gone, you're just a shell. Yeah, but I don't want the people that I care about to be thinking about, let's go visit the grave. What what state of decomposition is she in? See, now I point? would go and that's I would I think. think. <laughs> that's what I would think. I could go stand there and go. Wow. Does she still have her skin? I mean, can we pick her arm up now, or when it comes off? Or anyway, Alice and I just stopped by the cemetery to say, "Hey, where's your hair?" <laughs> Wait a minute. There is glitter on her skull. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have enough muscle tissue left if you were reanimated as a zombie at this point in your death to get out of your grave? That's what, what I, I think. You, that's what you think? Yeah, like, do they have enough muscle tissue to, to rise from the dead if zombies were to rise from the dead? No. No. You go through decomposing pretty quickly. Yeah. That's why no one's ever found a Bigfoot. Is it? No, that's not why. That's so funny. I was watching the show today, Bigfoot. But that's a theory is because either it gets eaten by whatever predators are still around or it just decomposes so quickly. Deers decompose in, like, days. Bigfoot comes through another dimensional door and grabs its dead ones and pulls it back in through wherever they head to. Oh, well, that explains it. Mm -hmm. The fourth dimension. Mystery solved. Do they also grab cooking utensils and scare people in kitchens and make them drop their coffee? Yep. Mm -hmm. And they really like ribs. It's kind of like Star Trek for Bigfoot. You know what I mean? Only if you buy them from Walmart. They get beamed up. And then they're gone. See? Yep, Rob's got it. Wow. UFO. What are the chances? Pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is our opening lines to our topic today. Our topic. You know, I just have to say that I really think that um, when people listen to Parababble, they get a really good sense of who we are as people and, like, what our minds must look like. Because the jumbleness that just happens is exactly what goes on, like, in your mind. And this is one of the rare times, I'll have to say, Rob, that the recorder was actually going, and we kind of didn't really know it until I asked. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's happened a couple times along the way, but that's 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 usually the pre-show magic to sit around. We start doing stupid stuff, and then we turn the mic on, and then we're like, uh, uh, duh, yeah. duh, duh, duh. people don't know that we sit here and talk for over an hour before actually hit right, record yeah, <laughs> right, and we could have had the show At done. Least. Totally off the top of the cuff there, and no one would have known differently. It's so, it's so bad, but it's so true. It really is. Yeah. There's like a pre-show. That nobody ever hears Oh my god. Us. One of these days we should just record the pre-show. They didn't want to hear some of the details of the pre-show, usually. <laughs> okay, what we're going to talk about things. today is... Hey, anyway, did you hear about this? Well, yeah. today our pre-show is all about a former paranormal star and his current drug addiction problems. Among other things. <laughs> and if we go back a little further... We don't want to go back any further on that pre-show. Well, okay. we might not. Jeff would have a problem. I wouldn't have a problem. I don't care. I'll be the first one to say, don't go... Well, don't say the name. <laughs> We're going to get slapped with a fine for using the name. Of the we'll have to edit mark. that out, Rob. Yeah. I'll believe it. I'll Willie believe knows. it. Yeah. It was like a beep. Yeah, can you do that? Can we go right over that with a beep? I'm sure I probably could. I haven't had to do it yet because I Thank feel this will go uncensored, but I'll make note to myself and Mark. <laughs> yes, we did. Speaking, speaking of funerals. Speaking of funerals, <laughs> you might just see one. Yeah, we might want to edit that out. Anyway. I'll bleep it. Or so not. we're <laughs> Let's see, if I piss him off by the end of the night, this will be on air. <laughs> so I have to be nut no. <laughs> no, text me tomorrow and remind me because I'll forget. <laughs> yeah, don't forget. No. So we're really going to talk about funerals, right? Funerals with the emphasis on fun. Now that we know what Jeff wants for mm-hmm. his funeral and what I want, Rob, you just don't want anything. I didn't never thought of it until just now. Well, wait a minute. Did you, you want to be cremated? Yeah. Definitely? Yeah. You want to go on I've the already shelf? said, yes, somebody needs to take me with them wherever they're going. And if they get to a really cool place, they can leave a little bit behind. But that will be what will happen. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Either that, or I really want to do that new thing where you become a, a tree. A tree. Yeah. I saw that too. Yep. Going green. Yep. They do the, um, you know, the whole burning of you, and they make it into like this soil kind of pod mm-hmm. thing, and you water it, and eventually a tree will grow out of it. So you basically become fertilizer. I feel like it would be really boring to be a tree unless you were like one of those trees from Lord of the Rings that could walk around. Yeah, but I'm half nymph, so, you know, I'm a woodland fairy to begin with. Mm. So for Good me, thing you explained that. Yeah. Didn't you just say you're half nymph? A nymph? Wood, wood nymph. Nymph? I was thinking yes. nymphomaniac or myself. Of course you were. Because I'm like, why did she just say she's a nymph? How come we don't know? That's where we've you, been hanging that's out where with her for years. Okay, so you're a nymph tree. It's a it's a woodland nymph. It's a fairy. So you're a fairy that's a nymph. No. No. Okay. So I'm not obviously getting this. So if you guys are getting this out here, All I Allison to is a tree. Was, I'm already part fairy, part woodland fairy. So for me to become a tree would be a very natural progression. I'm just going. I'm going back to become part of the forest again. So, no shape or form are you a nymph? <laughs> no. Okay. So you'd want to be like deep in the woods, like in the forest. Why do you have to say deep? <laughs> really? You had to go there. Go on. I'm so go what? Well, I was going to ask if she wanted to be like in a suicide forest, or like in one of those forests where the Pukwudgies live. Well, if it was a suicide forest, that might be good because I could help usher people's spirits in. 
Bop, 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 bop. What do they say? What do we always say? What if they don't want to go? You want to come? I'd be like the siren of the woods. You would, you would be by the woods would be haunted. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Hmm. Which would be okay on my end of things. I'd be like, look at all the fun things you can do here. You know you want to come here. And then people would be like, Arr! And then there's pup wedgies holding on to them when you're trying to like take them to the other side. <laughs> can't go. You can't go. Stay here. Stay here. Stay with us. <laughs> <laughs> sounded awful lot like a... Angry leprechaun. Yeah, that too. Mix a little bit of like you are basically. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, didn't Walt Disney like freeze his head chronologically? Chronologically. I believe that is not <laughs> chronologically. True. Yes. Cryogenically. Yes. I both. I thought that that really happened, so that they could bring him back when they figured out what was wrong with him. They really I'm offer sure. that though now. I don't know if that's uh, that's cryogenics. Yeah, we should do, do a topic do show that. on cryogenics. Really? Yeah. Is there enough to do a show on cryogenics? I just know that there's a company that the really offers us? it yeah. for real. <laughs> what was that, Rob? There's a company that actually offers it. Right. Yeah. There's it's a few. Expensive. It's a it's a big thing now. There's more companies cropping up, <laughs> cropping up everywhere doing this. I don't know. That's kind of crazy when you think about it. But like, you're gonna hang out and come back. But they've never brought anybody back, so how do you even know it's possible? Because the technology hasn't been developed yet. They're getting close. You asked me what I wanted to do with my funeral. That's what I want to do. What? You want Cryogenic. to be cryogenically you frozen? Want to be frozen? Freeze me until they like find a cure for whatever killed me, and then see what happens if they drop you. And then you break, and then it's all over. Yeah, or you come back like a hundred years later, and everyone you know is dead. No, no, no. no. Oh, they'll be crazy. It'll be a whole new. Too. It'll be a whole new future that you'll be in. Think about that. Yeah. A hundred years, two hundred years later, like oh, we figured out what was wrong with Rob's brain. We could bring him back. Let's get him a body, mm-hmm. or whatever they have to do. And you come back, and you're like on a completely different planet of like. Alienated. Yeah, how does people. that work? I'm sure by that time they'll have such technology they'll just be able to like implant some chip, computer chip in my brain. It'll be like the fifth up. element where you have to watch the TV and absorb everything mm-hmm. in like 24 like, hours. Artificial, like artificial intelligence. It'll be like the Matrix where I can just download every all the updates. It'll be like a Windows software just update. Put a port in your brain. In my head, I'll just have to sit there and go through like 15 updates and restart. <laughs> be restart cool. computer. See when I die. Well, do we really need notes at this point? When I die, <laughs> I think I just want to, you know what's exciting to me is, even though I listen to all these different podcasts and listen to all these people who are PhDs, professors, this, that, and everything else. Are they fancy? Yeah. <laughs> I got a picture of me like being this like little ball of energy, and I go wherever, and I want to go to the places that I could have never went in real life. That's my perception, but... That'd be cool. But when I get around to wherever I have to go, it might be a whole nother story. Be like, yeah, you ain't going nowhere because you got to clean up a mess you left everywhere. And then that's going to be, you know, the story of my life. So, yeah, I definitely think like, oh, I'll never get to this place. That's a picture of a woodland nymph. Oh, she's cute. What's she blowing on? See, I, it's a flute. Oh, I don't have my glasses. (laughs) A flute. I just had to show Jeff this so, you know, he got his mind back on track of the fact that there really is such a thing as that. Look, I believe a lot of crap in this field. Yeah. But elementals. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have a hard time because there has not been enough shown to me to say, yeah, come aboard. But you believe We're in, real. But you believe in Bigfoot. Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. And aliens. But look at they leave footprints. What do elementals leave? <laughs> do they smear the window when they're flying by with their little wings or something? <laughs> They cause, lots so of, they cause all sorts of mischief and yes, mayhem. The good ones? No, those are puck wedgies. No, puck wedgies are not good. They okay, so elementals, are they urban? 
suburban, what are they? They're native. They're native. So you catch them out in the trees and the woodlands yep. and stuff like that, right? Yep. The Hensdale house. Okay. Yep. Why, you got a lot out there? Yeah. Okay, so let's go with the whole death thing. How do ele- elementals come around? Elementals to... aren't people. They never were people. Nope. What were they? Something else. Okay. Do Spirits. they die? Spirits. Do they die? No. So you could be 2,000 years old and still yeah. be an elemental? How does energy go away? How does energy die? Energy doesn't. That's my nope. point. Well, why is there a picture of a really beautiful woman that looks like an elemental? Because that's Greek mythology. She's cosplaying. Yes. Hmm? She's cosplaying. She's you know, cosplaying. Role-playing? She's not real. Not, she's not a real fairy nymph, whatever. But I think that a lot of that is just, I mean, it's commercialized. You know, like when you talk about what, true... like mermaids, mm-hmm. those were not pretty women with fishtails. They were like, they weren't. They had sharp teeth and like claws. So they were more evil? They were more like fish looking. Yeah. See, I would have never known that. Oh yeah. We've just commercialized it. Sirens too. Sirens were more like banshees. They weren't beautifully attractive women. Okay. So they Same. must have been ugly in their previous life? No. I'm trying to keep this on the death thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that's what this episode was about. <laughs> because, you know, when you die, well. Sirens what... lure people to their deaths. That's what they do? Yeah, they use the, yeah, they sing, sing a song and it brings and the, the, ships the guys on the over. ships and they crash onto the rocks and die. Yep. And what do they do? Take their souls or are they just trying to cause, like, havoc? They're just trying to cause havoc. Okay. So they probably, their souls probably do go to somebody on the other end of that. They're probably working for the man. Demons. Well, which man? <laughs> I was going to say, which man? Because the there's a lot demon. of The head demon? I don't know. Well. But let's, so, let's talk about that for a second. Are you afraid? Afraid? Yeah. Because um, you believe in all that stuff. <laughs> man. That's right. So are you afraid? Are you afraid that you've done things in your life that you're going to be judged for and... It oh, might absolutely! Not, it might not go so well for you. Absolutely, but on the other, on the other end up foot, in the ring of fire. No, I'm not going to end up in the ring of fire. No, because you um, ask for forgiveness. I'm so definitely asking some forgiveness dude in a robe, now. <laughs> some dude in a robe with long hair granted it, and you're all good now. Yeah, I'm good. I've absolved you for all the bad things you have done in your life. Thank you. Throw water on you and stuff, right? What? Is that how it works? What do you do? <laughs> they like throw water on you. Sometimes they do. Yeah, that's how I've heard of. Wait, they do that when you die too, right? They give you the holy water. Um, humana, humana, humana. Now, where was I going? What was I the don't question? know. You asked the question. I asked, like, are oh. you afraid of what happens when you're gone? No, I'm actually. I have a bigger, a bigger view of it today than I did growing up. So I think it's. I think there's a bigger picture to it. I don't think it's just. Whatever. You don't think that big, huge <clears throat> book of life comes out and like it's. Thrown on the table. No, I definitely and thumbing through it like <clears throat> Jeff. Nope, not the right Jeff. Not the right Jeff. Oh nope, here this is the right Jeff. I definitely see the. I definitely see the whole, the whole life life transformation in front of your face, and this is what you did. This is what you did. What you did. But I mean, my my I think my fear would maybe be like just hanging out or having to come back. You know, I don't think I want to come back on this planet after I died. And redo it over again if it's a reincarnation type thing. Once I die, I want to go up and I want to be able to travel wherever I want to go and not have to come back down into this pit. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily believe that you have to come back. You think you have a choice uh-huh. after you die? Yeah. I think it depends on what you do while you're here. Yeah, but they, okay, so when we die, 
they there's the theory out there that you <clears throat> if you haven't completed your life's mission here you can get cast back down into it until you get to that that point that you hit that you've maximized you've you've hit your destiny and then you go wherever you go your energy i just don't want to come back down um i'm going to veto that right away that'll be the first thing on my uh, list of do nots when i talk to the big guy or whoever's up there i'll be like yo why does he gotta be a guy because <laughs> i knew you'd say yeah. <laughs> it could be a tree allison <laughs> As soon as he said that. It could be a cloud. It could be a she. Oh, it, it could, could be, be a, a she. It could be an animal. <laughs> it's probably a horse. What does the fox say? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, first thing on the list, do not send back down. Like people have, do not resuscitate. Yeah. Do not send me back down to planet Earth. What if you don't have a choice? I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be one angry baby coming out. I'm going to be like that baby. That's maybe, maybe that's why they're all crying when they come out. Like, I'm going to be yay! like that baby in the Doritos commercial where she's sitting on the chair and the guy keeps moving, eating the Doritos, and then the baby shoots out and he's all, yeah, that'll be me. That's why they, that's why they come out screaming. <laughs> no! Well, that's the whole thing when the, with near-death experiences. People come back, they get pulled out, and then it's not their time or whatever. They have to come back, and they say it is probably the most painful thing, and it is absolutely miserable being back. Because they know where they've been or what they've seen, and they don't want to be back here. But in the same in the same token, you know, a lot of people's attitudes have changed when they've come back from being dead, because they know where they're going and they know what they've seen. Either that, or it's just your body's way of coping with the fact that you're dying. So it produces certain images. Trump's trying to science all this stuff. Yeah, I read that two weeks ago. By the way, <laughs> it's just your mind, uh, you know, <laughs> making it that way. Yeah, well, then all our minds, a lot of people's minds are saying the same damn thing. Well, there's a lot to say about that, though. That's why they say that, you know, like, even animals, when they're dying, like, it's a very peaceful thing. Because your body knows that it's on its way out. So systems start to shut down. Pain receptors shut down. Things that would make it unpleasant. So when you're at hospice or in a hospital and you know a friend or a relative... Is passing away and they're hanging on. You say, "Okay, you're good to go. You're good to go." They know, and they just let themselves go. Maybe. I mean, they know their time is right. Maybe subconsciously, it's like, "Okay, I can just go, fade away." Right, because as, as humans, our whole instinct is what to fight. You know, know, to live another day. Unless we know there's no chance. And maybe your brain starts to figure that out. It knows. But that's like, the final stages, isn't it? Can't do it. Final stage is like, look, I can't fight this battle anymore. I have to go. Wherever I'm going, I'm shutting it down, <laughs> and I'm going. What do you think, Rob? Funerals. <laughs> okay, you're still on the cult thing. Okay. No, Should we I, talk about some, some crazy funeral-type situations? We could. Since will I that lighten the mood? <laughs> yeah, sure will. Like it wasn't lightened enough. <laughs> but this, I like talking about these yeah. things, because our views are so different. Are they? Yeah. We're all alike inside. No, we're not. At one point or another, we're all alike. We all think the same things at one point or another. Mm, I don't know about that. See, you disagree right now, so you don't take one. <laughs> no, she disagrees. She just hasn't yeah. seen the light yet. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm a Reformed Catholic. I have seen the light. Oh my God, here we go with the Reformed Catholics. <laughs> yep. What do you think? Mama Allison. Oh, I don't know. What's your mom think? She's Catholic, right? Uh-huh. 
She thinks like you do. She does. What? You're going to die and you're going to go up to heaven and you're going to be with all your friends and family and God and that's how you're going to live the rest of your life. Eternity. You make it sound so like <laughs> eternity. You're stuck. Well, I don't know. Well, where are you going when you die? Everywhere. Anywhere. What do you mean? Are you going to be just a ball of energy too? Well, I don't know because it depends on what happens in the rest of this life. All right. Because I'm... I. Do believe that I've been here already before. This is not my first time here. Okay, so you've. So I think I've already round been, trip flights. Yeah, I've already been here a couple of times, and I think that there's certain things about myself that are kind of like at a point where I'm not going to involve them anymore. You know, like my compassion for people and my so willingness you, you, to want to like that's that part is like evolved to the to wherever it's going to go. But I really suck at other things. Still. So the things that you suck at, you're going to be maybe coming back around to fix those? If up? I can't get a handle on it, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know? Like, I think that that's how it is. And But I think you have a choice in it. Like, when you go, you, this is everything that you've done. This is everything you've lived through. Like, do you want to fix any of this? Do you want more? Or are you good? And I think if you're good, then you get to stay where you're at. Well, then how does the reincarnation tie into that if? If you think that you... Is this your personal opinion? Yeah. Because, like, Buddhists will always come back until they reach that pinnacle the, right. of, like, total enlightenment. So they come back and, I don't know, it's like seven or eight times or whatever yep. the number is. So that that's a religion. So I think that certain things are tied to religious beliefs. I don't have religious beliefs when it comes to that. So it's just kind of how I feel about it. But your theory is still somewhat the same. Somewhat. It, what we would go through if we were um, Catholic again, or See, my, any type of religious state that you know. My biggest you thing is believe is, in coming back. You're saying, well, you might have a choice to come back if you want. Yeah. But no one truly knows if you're reincarnated anyway. No, but I think on some level, you know if you're an old soul or not. Ah, oh, the old soul car. Yes. Yeah. Rob, you're an old soul. Am I? Yeah. I hear that all the time. Yeah, I think that... Just because you're quiet. There's certain <laughs> there's certain characteristics to it. My, my And I've said this before. My main issue with why I don't follow an organized religion is because of the whole heaven and hell thing. And because I have a problem thinking that you could go out and commit murder and say, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to do it, and you could still get to heaven. <laughs> that kind of blows my mind. Because I don't believe in that just absolving someone of every bad thing they've ever done just because they want to be. They well, can get to heaven, but if you don't go to their little cult meetings every week and donate <laughs> all the money, then you're going to hell. Yeah, but, so I don't have anything against it. It's not... I just... Those are the kinds of things that I think about, which makes it hard for me to follow something that believes in that. And that's a very big part of Christianity in general, is the absolution of sin. But you think... you Well, all right. I have to think about that so, for a minute. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I, because uh, if you believe that God forgives all, if you truly want to be forgiven, then it makes sense to you. I just have a problem with the fact that but if you haven't you learned, be forgiven a terrible, terrible, terrible things with nothing except ten Hail Marys and a... But if you haven't learned what you were supposed to learn the first time around or the 15th time around, and you have to get to a different plane, well, then you have to redo it. Yeah. I mean, I, I too believe that when you past like there is that whole replay of everything 
No. So you do see your life kind of so. go through yep. emotions? The good points, the bad points, and I think but then, then, you're then you what? face a choice. There's a fork in the road, you take whatever road you want to take. Yeah, are you done, or can you do better? Restart. Well, what happens if you, what if happens if you think you're done, and you've done everything you can, you know, say, uh, well, I'll never be a left-handed person, I was right my whole life, um, I don't want to go back anyway. What do you think awaits you in this... Well, I think that Summerland, or whatever you want to call it, Summerland is what you create it to be. So if your favorite thing in the world is going and watching a baseball game every day of your life, that's what you're going to do. I think that it's free will. It's the choice that you get to make. So if you feel like you've reached your pinnacle and that's where you're at, then there's nobody to say that you're wrong. So, so it is what it is. Okay. There's a lot of personal responsibility in that choice. It's a lot less of blaming everyone else for everything bad that's happened to you and kind of taking the responsibility that you created this and you can fix it. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I totally... You're I'm like, just... you know, there's always that one person that's like the victim in everything. Like, everything is terrible. My life sucks. Everybody's, you know... I know a couple people like that. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody does. So, to me, it's like... You can't use that as an excuse because you're the master of your own destiny. So if you want your life to suck, your life is going to suck. But maybe you haven't hit that point where you can realize that. But maybe you haven't. Oh my God, this is my my right? life my life lesson. This is my moment to learn. Like those enlightened people are like you ever meet somebody who's really had like a real shit show in their life, like just really bad mm-hmm. things happen to them, and they're a good person. And you're just like, wow, I don't know how this person still gets up in the morning. I don't know how they still put a smile on their face. That's an enlightened person. You think that's an enlightened person? I do. Because they can see past all the terrible things and all the bad luck and all the crap to know that they're still going to be okay. There's still something to be happy about. There's still something to look forward to. Don't you think that's just the human nature to carry on and exist and fight every day? Maybe, but I mean, a lot of people can't do that. No. A lot of people struggle with like being able to see the positive. That's so in the funny midst you say that. So negative. <clears throat> me and a friend the other night we went to this uh, this meetup group, the Death Cafe meetup group, mm-hmm. and just talk about death, which happened to be today's topic. But it was uh, uh, some guy was talking, and I turned around and I stood up and I said, "Well, wait a minute. What if your life lesson you you had at age thirteen? When you met somebody, now let's go a little older, where you have a little more understanding. Say like 25, 26, whatever. You met this person passing in life, and you had a two-minute conversation or a five-minute conversation with them, and you walked away, never thought about it again. 10, 15 years down the road, something happens, and it's always stuck in the back of your head, and that was your life your life moment. That was one of your learning lessons that you should have put together. Mm-hmm. You know, I I see, like, you sit, as you get older, you sit and you look and you go backwards, I think, thinking-wise, well, this was a point, this was a point, this was a point. So, when I die, you know, did I miss all these points? Was that my moment to say, ah, crap, I should have took that and went that way? We don't know. Right. You know, we do know people, when they die and they come back and they say, Look, this is what I saw. This is what I saw. And a lot of the stories are very similar in what people are doing. So 
I would kind of wash a little bit of that out because people can research anything and go, oh my God, there was a white light there and it was this little tunnel I was traveling down. Not everybody's experience is like that. And I think those are the people you have to go after. But um, when they die and come back, you know, okay, they're getting it. They see what they have to do to get to that level. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times their life changes. So you can become a better person. You can change your path a little bit, which falls into your free will thinking. So maybe there is free will for spirits after, after death. I mean, I've always just kind of tried to follow the philosophy that you just be the best person you can and do the the best for other people that you can. Because no matter what happens in the end, if you're a good person and you live a good life, whether it's God or whether it's a tree or whether it's a (laughs) Pukwudgie or anything else, you can't be faulted for being a good person. So what's the harm in just being as good as you can be and doing what you can for other people? Or you've had a crap life and you have a zillion things to learn and yet you get up every day and face face the music. Yep. And in the end It's you resilience. Will, you will you be did it. resilience is a good word. Mm-hmm. You will be there to say, Look, you threw all this shit at me, whoever you are, and I hung through it all. Now it's my time to go up and meet or do whatever I have to do. Right. What's the call? Maybe that's your life lesson for that lifetime. You know? Or are they gonna turn around and say, You know what, you're such we threw all this shit at you, and you didn't get it. You just, like, missed the boat on it. Guess what? You need to go back. That'd be my luck, but... Hey. <laughs> yeah, you remember that one time when you got, you know... <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, I do. Yeah, well, you didn't do the right thing. You pa- you failed that test. So we're going to put you on another plane for that. But that comes back to somebody passing judgment on what you did. Instead of where I'm kind of at where... You're your own. You're your own. Well, no, judgment. I, right, I get it. I, I okay. So I, I tended to sway a little bit on that that side of the fence, but ultimately, I do think when you have to, you know, leave your body wherever you're going, you're gonna have to. <laughs> it's so crazy when you say stuff like that, isn't it? But like seriously, you're, you're gonna like, have you to leave your body, and you're just headed wherever. <laughs> I say where, wherever because like see you later, see you later. Two people. out of the three people at this table have a different viewpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Two agree, good. one disagrees. But but I respect your difference. But you're gonna have to. You're somehow you're gonna have to face what you did in this this lifetime. Yeah. And if you do fully believe in reincarnation after death, guess what? Well, can't call it really death if you come back. But if you do believe in reincarnation and the fact that well, I missed the boat on a few things, I get another crack at it to get to my level. Then you know what? It's it is what it is. You know, you gotta. You gotta face it's, it's your own doing. Uh, you know, all the arrows point to you. What are you gonna do with it? You know, I think the best you can do before you kick out of here is try to do your best, like you said, and mm-hmm. try to really hone in on the things that you know um, might be in a moral world incorrect. How's that? Pretty good. I good. You know. Yeah. With the moral scale going around, you know, you can be an asshole just because you're quick to be one and say. Jerk, whatever, and get in someone's face about it. But if you really step back and say, you know what, I don't know what that person's all about or what they're going through, but my moral compass to make me better would be not to judge that person right off the top of the page. Right. You always have a choice. You, right. You always do have that choice. Yeah. You can't control what other people do, but you can always control what you do. But is it the fear of trying to do good so you know in the end? Well, and I do think that that's a big part of organized, and I'm not just saying Catholic, I mean organized religion in general. 
that they get people to fall in line because they use fear. So whether it's you're not going to be able to be with the people that you love. Since day one. Right. Whether it's, you know, you're going to burn, whatever it is that they say, it's a, it's a, that's how they get people to fall in line. But in my mind, that takes away your free will then. Because what, you can't be a great person and have free will but still believe well, in a higher power? No, I think that organized religion takes away your free will because it tells you exactly what you have to do. Don't do this, but you can do this. You can do this, but don't do that. You can't eat meat on Friday for some reason. <laughs> so it, it doesn't allow for people to figure out their own path of what's but, right and what's wrong. But don't you think you can figure you. out your own path? Because... Okay, yeah, I so do. If you're so doing, why do you need to go to church to have somebody tell you what it is? Right, but if you're doing the right thing, why <laughs> should it even matter? I mean, maybe people it need... It doesn't to me. May, but maybe people need to be guided to understand the bigger picture. And that might be the case, but then, but, I, then they're not involved. <laughs> sheep. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> We're all sheep. Because you can do the right thing without having to look at the Ten Commandments. Right. So why do you need understand them? Why do you need them? Because I'm not going to say what you said because I don't want to make you right, which is <laughs> you haven't evolved to that point to understand, you know, this is the way it works. But human bodies and minds are a complex thing. What you think might be right, I might be like, that's a joke. That ain't right. She's an idiot. But, you know, so there are people who do need that guidance. But I will say... A lot of times people can be easily brainwashed into, you know, yes. this... Scientology. This, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I can say that about any religion, but Scientology being one of the biggest ones. Jonestown. Yeah. Drink the Kool-Aid, people. Yep. For you young kids, look it up. Drink the Kool-Aid and see where it came from. Waco, Texas. Waco. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be fanatics of everything, not just religion. Right. I mean, there's fanatics about everything. I get it. And I think that... The fact that we're having this conversation <laughs> means that we are evolved. Because not only are we able Yay. to listen to each other's opinions, which are vastly different, <clears throat> but still be able to respect what the other... Like, I'm not trying to change your mind. You're not trying to change my mind. No. It's just a matter of discussing, and Rob doesn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, this is the Allison and Jeff show. <laughs> we're talking about death and reincarnation. But <laughs> these are things that I think are good things to talk about, because it's healthy. It's healthy to have opinions about things. It's healthy to have discussion. And when you can do it in a manner that stays respectful and that, you know, I mean, we barb on each other, but mm -hmm. it's all good natured, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I would never say anything that I would intentionally think would hurt your feelings about this stuff. You know, I mean, I get on you because, you know, it's... Because you're wrong. <laughs> because it's fun, you know? But I think that's the problem nowadays is that people are so hypersensitive and adamant about their side is yes. right and that there is no other side and they can't have discussions no. about stuff without right. getting crazy about it right so let's kind of pull back into the whole death thing i mean we're talking about it we're intermingling a lot of different things here but do you think maybe the celebration of death when we go to funerals or rituals or burnings or whatever you want to say <laughs> i went there burnings hangings Heroes. hangings um do you think by all us gathering and either praying or just our well intention of being there for that person, whether he was a good person in life or a bad person in life, is almost collective energy to say, hey, it's okay, move on to the next phase? Sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes it's just batshit crazy. Who are you? I'm from Rob. 
Rob, I'm welcome to the show. show now. Thanks. Um, I had to send some emails. And the, well, we was, got emails. I, I like that. Was, I was just. I was that. So in death, we become sheep. Or in life, we become sheep. Uh, so maybe it's just collective energy when we die, when we get together. Because there is that theory out there. If everybody pulls together with positive energy, prayers, whatever it may be for whether healing and death. I think we do all that stuff for the people that are still here. It's closure. For the people who are still here? Yeah. yeah. That's it's why a, I never thought really about forward. it. That's why I never thought about my funeral because like, I'll be dead. Well, I don't uh, care. <clears throat> but in the Catholic religion, you're to pray for the soul so you don't have to hang out in purgatory too long or if you were doing some questionable shit in your life. Say, look, you know, he needs all the help he can get to move on. I don't know. But I think you walk out of that funeral. <laughs> this is not me doing this, Jeff. Just, you know. <laughs> um, so, I think when you walk out of that, that church, though, after the funeral service, there is that sense of closure. You've helped the person. You, you've sent those prayers. You, you know, the person has moved mm-hmm. on. Like, See, I never looked at it that way, though. When someone dies like that, it's a sense of closure in the sense their ass ain't coming back. It's it's the end. Whether you're best friends, husband, wife, lover, whatever you, whatever it is, brother, sister, farmer, farmer. Once you're gone, that's it. Well, what is a funeral? It's a send off. It is a send off. Right. I mean, yeah. I think we can at least agree that no matter what form the funeral takes, it's some <clears throat> kind of a send off. Absolutely. So. So now that we've. We've uh, found the mysteries of death, and we've solved all of that. <laughs> who's gonna? Who's gonna? Get Can the we shape? talk about some of the things that happen to people when they die, and the crazy things you that mean, people like, do? Weird funeral traditions. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Because that's what started this whole like, yeah, crazy was, discussion. That was just the intro to this episode. <laughs> well, our producer fell asleep over here, and we yeah, just, was, you know, was, decided was, to have a one-on-one. Because Rob was, was just like, "I'm dead. I don't care." <laughs> Like I'm out of here. Yeah. Never thought about my death. I'm whatever. I'm gonna go find some sheep. <laughs> Are they done yet? Yeah. I'm gonna, They're a babble, I'm gonna, babble, babble, babble. They're I'm, just babbling on. When I'm dead, you could just you know empty my body out, fill me with candy, and use me as a pinata. Wow. I feel like that should be a horror movie of some sort. That's just pretty creepy. Like if you really think a about pinata it. serial killer. Yeah. Just takes his victim and stuffs him full of candy. That could be a really racist movie. <laughs> I could see it already. Just walking around with like. So there's gonna be those little pixie sticks and wine. Yeah. Okay. Just hangs kids from the trees. Oh, uh, see, just, right there. Here's you can hear the thunder and lightning here at the Parable Studios. Strike me down. We're gonna get struck down pretty soon. Or I am. Well. <laughs> do not follow. I just right. can't even. So we're going to do some strange rit- rituals. This is going to be one of those moments in your life that's going to flash by. It's going to be like, Did you make a show? good choice or a bad choice? It's going to be like, I thought it was going to be funny. What's sheep sound effect? That's all. What's this that's bullshit seriously. about? <laughs> yeah, you're going back down. We like sound effects. You're going to be an show. evangelist. No. <laughs> you're just going to become born again. You're going to be yeah. the most ultra-religious person out of all of us. Oh. <laughs> You're going to wear a collar to bed. You're going to really be like, you know. Don't worry. We're, we're really just going to rip into everything. 
That's the leader when you come back. That's what you're going to come back as. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yep. Okay. There you so, have it, folks. Some of the weird things that happen when bizarre, 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 bizarre. <laughs> I know. None of us can talk today. I'm like, chronological? No, cryogenical. <laughs> Cry- Cryogenics. <laughs> what are some of the craziness that happens out there when it comes oh to Oh, my funerals? God. There's so much There's craziness. There's crazy stuff. So much. Mm-hmm. Now so we're much. actually hitting fact, not yeah. bullshit for the last yeah. half an hour. That like, was just the intro to the episode. Now the episode actually starts That's our pre-show? At 45 <laughs> minutes in. That's all right. We got. We have no time restrictions on this. Nope. We haven't seen each other in a while. Nope. <laughs> we have a lot to say. We're reincarnating this show. Every Thursday at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. What no, about those working anytime. folks? It's any time. Oh, Well, okay. technically it's 12 p.m., but... Every other Thursday. Yeah, I can't listen to it on my watch. How do people get a hold of us if they want to tell us about their funeral (laughs) wishes? Yeah, I definitely want to hear some stories about you guys out there, what you think about death and how you want to go out, because there are a lot of crazy ideas that people have. Yeah, I want to hear the craziest ideas. I found some on Pinterest, which was pretty cool. So you know death is popular. I'm pinning my funeral ideas. It is. There was some weird stuff. But anyway, you can find us on Twitter, Parababble. Yep. You can find us on Facebook. Parababble. Where else can you find us? Instagram, I guess. Stitcher. You can listen to us at Stitcher. Oh, you that's can... where you can listen to us. Yeah. Stitcher, iTunes. You can email us. Parabattlepodcast at gmail.com. It's important to put that Gmail in there, brother. Mm-hmm. Not Hotmail. No, not Yahoo. Not Yahoo. Ooh, not, not AOL. AOL. <laughs> Wait, what? I still have an AOL email You have an address. AOL account? Oh, yeah, I'm never getting rid of it. You're never going to be reborn. I'm so old school. <laughs> I love it. When I go to write my email address down now for people, they're like... AOL. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, that's right. Yep. 56K broadband. <laughs> Same email address, baby. Vintage. Yep. It's quicker to put a stamp on an envelope if anybody remembers that and mail it. Parababble uh, website is angelfire.com slash parababble or yahoo.geocities parababble. Sweet. <laughs> and what about our fans out in the UK? What can they do for us? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Just saying. Did you know we had a website? We don't. <laughs> We're just making shit up. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to say, I'm like, Angel Fire? What? Wait a minute. That What's was, going on here? That was, you guys didn't get that. I got it. Okay, That's why I asked you if you knew we had a website. Because I was surprised. <laughs> you didn't like Snickers. That anything. was like where you went to make like a free website back in like 1996. <laughs> oh, I was already past that. I moved on to the next level. Geocities? No. Wix? Wix. Wow. <laughs> All right, so let's get back. We're losing our audience if we haven't done that already. I think if we lost anyone, it would have been the last episode where we started talking about the White House and then segued into Full House. It is a Full House. Is it not? We have children. Can we do that again? <laughs> we're really Families good at babbling. That's the whole idea behind the show. Okay, but we're really going to talk about yeah, some strange okay, things so that happen. Okay, so you guys want to hear yes. some crazy things that people sure, do? Sure, yeah. Okay, so people in South Korea, right? <laughs> Um, do we think it's odd that they decide that they're going to compress the remains of dead people into gem-like beads in different colors and then display them in homes? That sounds about normal. Yeah. Like, you know, here's a pretty jar with different colored beads in it. Here's Jimmy. I know what I want to do when I die now. What do you want? That. (laughs) Well, hey, there's a bunch of other things, so you might find something that's better. Can I have you made into a rosary since I'm a Catholic? Oh, now you're... (laughs) 
really. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put you right around my neck and it's gonna burn. Yeah, I don't know how the process works, but they literally like compress the remains into these gem-like beads. So, well, aren't they doing something like that similar to with our remains and stuff? They're compressing it down into these little blocks now, and you can do di different things with them. It's all over Facebook because it's yeah, real. Yeah, I mean, there's but, all kinds of weird... Okay, so they compress them into little beads and stuff? Yep. A company in the U.S. called Eternal Reefs compresses remains into a spear or reef ball <clears throat> that is then attached to a reef in the ocean, providing a habitat for sea life. So we're putting bodies burnt, uh, out in the ocean to make... Yeah, so they basically compress the ash and the bone and everything. I've seen that. Yep, into something that will become part of the reef. And okay. then you can live forever in the reef. All right. That's pretty impressive. Would the right? reef be haunted? Um, it does say in my research that this probably leads to some very curious fish. Like, ooh, what is that? <laughs> that doesn't look Go like the rest fish. of the reef. <laughs> is that still a is toe? It, is it I don't know. spongy? It's weird. Um, you could be buried in a fantasy coffin. So this might be right up your alley. So in Guana, people like to be buried in something that represents their lives. So they include coffin shapes like planes for pilots, um, fish for fishermen, and even a Mercedes for a businessman. So they, yeah, they make all kinds of weird, strange coffins for people to take off in. Was it a dead guy in a kayak? Yes, we'll get to that. <laughs> So, Tibetan Sky Burial. Alright, let's... Rob, <laughs> what do you guess that, that that is? Tibetan Sky Burial. I'm guessing... Wait, I think I might have something about that. Similarly, um, maybe not. No, what? I read about it. Um, isn't that the one where they put them up in the mountains? And then like, let the, the elements just take your body or the birds okay. eat you? See, I would have said they put you in a little single-engine Cessna, a big barrel of like, like cremated right. stuff, <laughs> and they just powder that's shit out the door like a you know like a um crop sprayer so sometimes they cut the body into pieces and leave them on a hill for the birds to feast on oh then you turn into bird poop so buddhists that sometimes do this tradition see dead bodies as empty vessels and consider these sky burials an act of charity and compassion so a murder would get that yeah well it's very eco-friendly i don't know how eco-friendly it is just Chopping up bodies and leaving them Well, you're them on feeding this. them to the birds. Yeah, but you got to worry about diseases and biohazards and stuff like that. They're eating little Right, little and then the birds do what, you know? It's very interesting. Feed their young. So this one I did not like, and I'm glad that we don't live here because this is an awful tradition, but there's a finger amputation in New Guinea. So among the Denai people, the death of a loved one meant that any woman or child related to the deceased had to cut off some of their fingers and this was done to drive away spirits. The practice is now banned. That makes sense. But I did actually see pictures of people with the tips of their fingers gone. Like, I don't know. They take the, wait, say that again. They take the tips of their fingers? Yeah, they cut the fingers off. So, you know, I mean. What's the purpose? To drive away the evil spirits. It's like a sacrifice. It's not the strangest funeral tradition out of Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz burials in New Orleans. Gypsies. Well, big, huge marching bands coming down the street, partying it up. And then there's someone being hauled in a casket. Yep. Kind of weird. So it's, I mean, they play, you know, big band, big horn bands, play sad tunes, then they play upbeat jazz music towards the end. It's kind of interesting. That sounds fun. 
Um, Northwestern Philippines blindfold their dead and place them next to the main entrance of the house. I actually saw pictures of this too. Why? It's just what they do. Hey! <laughs> yep, it's called a blindfolded funeral. So they prop up the person, blindfold them, and people come past them to come into the house to. Why blindfold? What would be the point? I don't know. Maybe because if you have to look at the eyes of the person, it's really creepy, so they blindfold them, so it's a little bit easier for people. I was thinking more of like a spiritual reasoning behind it because, you know, yeah, why would you, you know, I don't know. That's a good one, though. Tiguanian funerals makes it look like they're still alive. So these people in the Philippines dress bodies in their best clothes, sit them on a chair, and place a lit cigarette in their lips. Sup! <laughs> Come on in, party's just hopping. <laughs> and I actually saw there was a show on. Um... Give him a beer hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like seen... the Bernie's. Yeah. I, know, I remember what it was. There it is. Did you ever see Idiot Abroad? No. So no. there's this great show that if you ever get some time, you should watch. It's called Idiot Abroad, and it's basically this guy from England who goes and travels the world, and you know he's kind of an idiot, which makes the show really funny. But they did a spinoff of this called The Moaning and Groaning of Life, and or just The Moaning of Life. And it's the same guy, Carl Pinkleton, who's in Idiot Abroad, except now he's going and like experiencing different cultures. And there's this one episode when I believe he's in New Guinea or one of those kinds of places, and he's helping for a funeral prep. And what they do is they go, and the person that dies, there's like a crew that comes in, and they dress the person up, and they put, you know, makeup, right. and they do their hair, and they they make this whole, you know, thing for people to come to, but it's usually based on, like, something the person would have done in real right, life. Right, So, like, the episode that I saw was, like, this woman that used to make food for, like, a lot of people in the village. Oh, no. So she's in the kitchen? Yeah, she's, like, what? in her kitchen with, like, her hand on a pot and, like, her other hand on a ladle. And, like, they had her all propped like this, and then people come in, and they pay their respects, and, you know, they leave a little offering or whatever. But she's, like, propped up, and they do this, like, they literally, like, put sticks and things, mm. and they tie things, and it's very... It's it, like a creepy wax museum. Yeah, like, Carl from the show had a very difficult time because she was dead, and obviously they're trying to be you know, respectful while they're dressing her and posing her and doing all these things, but the rigor mortis sets in and it makes it really hard for the move to position people. So they have to like really work it <laughs> to get somebody like in a position. Oh man. Yeah, it's pretty so if you ever see you ever get a chance to watch The Moaning of Life or Idiot Abroad, those are great shows. What's that on? Netflix? Um yeah, they're both on Netflix now. I'm gonna have to watch that mess. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. And he just keeps coming out, like, with his English accent, like, I can't, I can't do it. You know, like, he's just really struggling with the fact that this is, like, a dead woman. And they're all waiting for these guys to finish doing what they're doing so that they can start, like, the funeral procession. And, like, that's, that's your job. That's what you do. So you just go village to village when people die and you prop them up. I'd be creeped out. And, uh, and I don't know if it's just because of my experience when I was younger. When my dad died, I was 10. And that kind of creeped. Not the fact that he died didn't creep me out, but going to the funeral creeped me out. And I've always had this thing where when you go to a funeral and seeing the person in, uh, you know, in the casket and stuff, that's creepy for me. So in these other countries, which baffles me all the time, like they do this crazy ass shit, but that's just like them having another day. 
that's a dead body to me. That like, what happens if it like turns just, you know, something stupid like that? Because that's been so just drilled into my head as a young kid, and watching all these horror movies, of course. Right. But that's just it's it baffles, you know. Just like the whole, they still do it across. Uh, well, they probably do it here too. Probably illegal, but they um, lay the body out in your home. Mm-hmm. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Sorry. Go on. Sorry. No, that's fine. Just talking about the weirdness of like. Hey, there's uh, Aunt Jemima in the kitchen cooking. It's a little little tight today. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, if that's what you're used to, it would be weird not to. But you're not used to having a dead body in the kitchen and you memorialize it that way. But when I get into what I have to say here, it's probably going to be like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, Cavatino tree burial. So, the Cavatino Mm -hmm. um, bury their dead in hollowed out tree trunks. So the tree is usually selected before the person dies. So they go and find a tree that they like, hollow out the trunk, and when they pass, that's where their body goes, is into that. Now, is that killing a live tree? Because that's against the law in the United States. Well, this is not in the United States. Okay. So I don't think they're too concerned about that. Um, Wait, do they cover the tree up at all? Do they cork it and then put it over it or something? Because that's kind of weird. I don't know. That's how haunted forests start. Yeah, I'm just these are questions I have that are coming in my head. Like, it's like the it's like the, the next horror movie, the bodies <laughs> yeah. in the trees. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so the Apayo, who is another group of people from the Philippines, a lot of Philippines. They have very there seems to be a lot of different kinds of strong, traditions there. yeah, traditions. Yeah, they have a kitchen burial where they actually bury their dead under the kitchen. So, I don't know. That's haven't we picked up enough knowledge to go over there and say, hey, look right across the face and just say, look, you don't do this. What are you burying people under a kitchen floor for? Put them somewhere where it's nice. You know, you could be walking over him or her. Can't be sanitary. No. No, not at all. So you could be um, environmentally friendly burial. You can have that done, which is where they skip the embalming process altogether. I did read a little bit of something um, about that. That's kind of... You go into a woven willow casket which also decomposes. So everything decomposes. There's nothing left. The casket, your body, everything, eventually. Can we add a side note to that? Yeah. So I read a story today about that, um, different ways of burials, and what they used to do was um, the, the natural burials, before they had embalming fluid, they would bury you, and what they would do is they'd leave a hole in the top of the casket, and then you would come by, and you'd poke a hole with this long stick or metal rod and make sure it stayed open because there's so many gases and stuff in your body that you implode not explode you you swell you bloat right up you bloat right up but in one of the cases they were doing that and it actually caught on fire underground however whatever they were using methane methane, however the gas i'm not you know i'm not a gas person but they stopped doing that. Yeah, real quick. that become that became very unenvironmentally friendly. Yeah, very quickly. So this last one that I have is the Haida totem pole funeral. I'm probably saying this wrong, but um, basically this was a special ritual that was reserved for either the chief or the shaman of this particular tribe, um, and the body would be crushed to a pulp with clubs, and then they would build what's called a mortuary totem pole in front of the person's house and they would put all the pieces and everything that was left over in a little box and they would put that in the bottom of the totem pole. 
Again, where does this stuff come from? <coughs> and that's where you stay forever and ever. Where does that come from? I don't know. Something happened one time and somebody was like, that's a great idea, Jim. We should do that for everyone. I don't know. When Are we that just, over here in America, are we just that same? That we get it? And we just say, all right. Well, you gotta, no, no funniness. We're not gonna, we're not gonna stuff you and put you, you gotta, in a kitchen or bury you under a, a kitchen floor. We're gonna, you know, have a little memorial. We're gonna, we're going to, we're going to uh, celebrate your life, and we'll embalm you and make you look nice, and then we'll put you away somewhere or we'll burn you, and then, you know, very easy on the head. Well, we also still don't, you know, think that when there's thunder and lightning, the gods are punishing us. So, you know, you think about, like, where it's coming from. If there's a tribe that really hasn't been westernized at all, you know, exposed to other cultures, exposed to anything else, I think a lot of these things come from superstition still. Because that's the way that people explain things when they don't have any other way to explain it. So, something must have happened at some point that this is the way you do it. It's, it's not God punishing He's bowling. <laughs> so knock it off. Yeah. I take offense to that. <laughs> I can't even look at you seriously when you yep. say that. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a bunch of crap. <laughs> I just, I'm thinking. <laughs> Do we have a like ring around the posy or something like that? Maybe follow the leader? Do you know the ring around the rosy? You know where that came from? Dead kids. Yeah. It came what? from the bubonic plague era. Yep. Yep. So when kids are like, you know, ring around the rosy, pocket full of posy, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Yeah, that nice, cute little nursery rhyme. That's what they used. To it's about the death. It was during the black, the black death. Well, that leads right to this. Oh, does it? Yes. Why are we buried six feet under? Why are we buried six feet under, Rob? Because when we all become zombies, it makes it harder for us to claw our way up. <laughs> no, I already ordered my cage. I'm really caged <laughs> in. Okay. Apparently, back in uh, the day when uh, the Black Plague, Bubonic Plague, was kicking around in, what, 1600s, as far as the 1800s, um, a lot of people started kicking it from this, and the doctors were getting really worried about this. Towns were clearing out. So um, one of the lords was still in these cities, and they wanted to bury. They said they weren't burying people deep enough because the plagues would still come through. But they didn't know how the plagues. They were burying people six inches deep. Six inches deep. So you got... That's like a good rainstorm. You're screwed. Well, not right. <laughs> exactly. But what they found out that there was fleas and bugs that could emerge from the soil. And then they could spread the disease. So at that point, um, right around 1665, they said, look, psst, you're going six feet. And that's what they started doing because... They figured that's a good level, ain't nothing coming up, and you ain't washing anything away. And that's, that's right what you were saying. But the um, the other thing was grave robbing. It made it harder for people to rob graves. If you're six inches, you know, last thing you want to see, because they would, they would actually dig up bodies. These people would get paid, the grave robbers. And kind of like Frankenstein, they would work on the bodies, or they would take the teeth and do whatever they had to do. It's Frankenstein. Okay. Is this like the Bernstein Bears, the Bernstein Bears? Frankenstein? No, uh, Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Young Frankenstein. Oh, you've Frank seen Young Frankenstein? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Um, so that's why we're buried pretty much six feet down in the ground. And that's where, you know, the uh, Navy guys, too, 
you know, deep six, deep six in them. Same, same idea. You were buried six feet. You're going down. They just kind of carry the term over and six deep or by the deep six, they call it. Um, and the funny thing about it, most caskets are six feet and you're buried six feet down under. So that's kind of why we're buried down there. It started with the whole plague before we could, you know, figure out stuff. And What happens if you're six foot two? Um, I said the same thing today when I was researching this. Do they have, like, king's eyes? Just chop a little on. No, they take your foot off. No. For How real? do we know different? I see. I could have oh went with that. Oh, my God. I had a straight face for that one. No, I don't know. Um, yep. They just figured most people. But you got people were smaller back then. I know, but people aren't anymore. No, not now. Obviously, you can probably get cast. I mean, if they started making pants bigger, they should probably start making coffins bigger. Or, you know, what's a couple of extra inches on the wood coffin? You know? Probably a couple hundred extra dollars. They didn't have that. Probably some wooden coins or something. We're going back deep on that. Deep six. That's deep six in them. So embalming. When did embalming come around? Egyptians. They did do a style of it, but Civil War. Interesting. You don't think so? I guess I could Embalming. What do the Egyptians do? They pull things out. Yeah, but they put resin all over people. Do they? Yeah. Resin. Yeah. Sparkly stuff? I don't know what it Gold? looked like. <laughs> no, it was resin. Because that's how the mummies started. They would coat the bodies in resin to keep it from decaying. Decaying. And? But what do you, when you hear, when you think about Egyptians, this is what I think about. They take everything out. <clears throat> they close you back up. They, they mummify you. Whatever they do, they wrap you. But the jars of your organs and things like that are kept on the sides as to use as an offering for a safe passage. Is that it? You're looking at me like I'm clueless. No, or something. no, or no. You just. I know. I'm just. She's thinking, rubbing out her sinuses. I'm just thinking that I don't know. That's weird. Well, <clears throat> there's this guy, Doctor Thomas Holmes, and he started figuring out that he could put a solution in the bodies, and they would keep them a little longer. So what he would do was. He would do a body here, body there. They'd hear about it, and they figured out, you know, the person looks a little bit better. Yeah, so when, what year was this? Do you have a year for this? <clears throat> for who? For this doctor doing this? Um, I'm just curious, because Lincoln was in bomb. And that's how he, you know, traveled for two weeks in training. And that is how he was one of... Lincoln's wife went to this guy and said, oh, look, I okay. heard about this. That makes sense. Can you do this? Because they just kept pumping him full of fluid. Right. And also there was... Um, there was like a guy that traveled on the train with them that would just keep pumping him full of fluid. Yeah. It, well, it started to become... Yeah. Lincoln... Okay, so it so says right here, uh, Dr. Holmes is Lincoln and offered to embalm the body of Lincoln's friend at no charge. Were you impressed that I knew that, Jeff? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm not... I'm, I'm still trying to ponder that one as my brain's going ahead here. Well, I'm kind of obsessed with, like, all things Civil War, so... Right. Yeah. Well... Lincoln is part of that. Who was Ellsworth? Do we know who Ellsworth was? He was a colonel. Ellsworth? Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Ellsworth was a colonel. He was a friend of Lincoln, and that's where um, Holmes came in and did a friend for him. He laid in state at the White House and was taken to City Hall in New York, and um, all the soldiers could... Repay their respects. Ten days after his death, Ellsworth was buried in his hometown, Mechanicsville, New York. 
So what happened was by doing Lincoln, it this, this thing started to snowball, and then it became like an art form. So now you had, um, I don't want to say funeral people, but let's call them bombers. They were following wherever the wars were, wherever there's outbreaks of something, there's people dying. And they would set shop up in a barn, a garage, anywhere they could set up shop. Boom, drain you, repump you. They'd keep a um, uh, someone coming to do makeup also. So it became like this big, this big thing. And then um, they still take your organs out when they embalm you. Yes, and then they repack them. From what yeah. I understand, they put them in a bag, then put right. the bag back in, zip you back up again. Why? Yep. Why? Like, why put them back? <laughs> I don't know. Why not? Give them to someone who could use them. Well, I know. I know. We, we went into this a couple episodes ago, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, organ yeah. donating. Yeah. It's freaky how that happens. Well, this this Dr. Holmes, the army turned around and said, hmm, we're going to give you a little bit of a paycheck. So when our boys die, we want you to come in. We want you to... Make them look good. Right. So that's kind of how this... This whole thing started kicking in with some money. So you think that had anything to do with like the increase and all of a sudden like the uh, postmortem photography? Because that's like around the same era. So it's really interesting that like right around this time of embalming, that all of a sudden postmortem, you know, you want to preserve that body a little bit. Yeah, because now you're taking pictures. I mean, that's what they did. Yeah, you want people would have to sit next to this body for Mm. hours because that's how long it would take to take the picture. Right. Right. Oh, absolutely. I think, I definitely think that that had something to do with it. Um, Have you ever seen any of that, like, real post-mortem photography? Yeah. Have you, Rob? Probably. It's pretty, it's pretty freaky. It's weird. I mean, they do it with, they do it with the babies. You know, they're sitting there, the mom's sitting there with the baby and the family, and they're all, they've had whole families that have died that are just like, like, you know, stick figures. Is it, expression weird? On their face, like... is it weird that when I go to, like, old antique places, I always look through photos because I'm trying to find some that are, like, legit? Yeah, that'd be pretty hard to figure out, wouldn't it? Well, I think you can tell. I think. Yeah, because some, the they, eyes, don't, they don't the look right. The face looks a little mm-hmm. off. Their bodies don't look right. Yeah, because they got metal rods through the backside of yeah. them to keep them up, up proper, uh, propped up and stuff like that. But that was, like, a whole, like, weird... I mean, the Civil War, I think so many people died that the grief was just so heavy that things like the photography and the mourning jewelry, you know, taking people's hair and making it into jewelry, their teeth and, like, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. That's, like, some serious... People are trying to hold on. That's yeah. Weird and it's... It, it. But it's, like, when you go to these homes over uh, in, in the European countries that, you know, have a viewing... And you're laid out in your house, or you're on your couch, or you're in a uh, coffin, and people are taking pictures. I could never understand like why you'd want to take pictures at a at a funeral because, to me, that's the final state. I don't want to remember a person that way. I want them the other way. And I know a friend who did that, and um, she was very tight-lipped about it. But she actually showed me some of the pictures of her dad that passed away, and I, it, to me, that was such a like out of nowhere idea. I, I think I asked her too why would you do that well I wanted pictures to remember them by I said oh okay and I never went any further because I you know I didn't want to I was just you know raised not to be disrespectful so I just didn't want to say that's why you have pictures when he was alive why would you take pictures yeah. of him when he's dead and to me like when you see them when you're when they're dead like that that's an image that's going to be burned into your brain anyway right because you don't see that all the time yeah 
I just mm-hmm. got this like thing in my head of like millennials with like the selfie stick. Like, grandma was awesome. <laughs> Instagram it. Oh well. <laughs> or you know, or they're selfieing themselves while they're dead. Someone else is setting them up. <laughs> hashtag funeral. Yeah, hashtag funeral doing it. <laughs> Snapchatting with like little stars above you, like <laughs> the little dot puppy oh, nose. Yeah, those, those filter things. <laughs> but let's get back to this Doctor Holmes oh, character. Oh god. So. The army realized what was going on here, so they, um, the bodies be sent home for burial and all this stuff, and this guy would do it. Well, Holmes is said to have done over 4,000 4, bodies himself. So what he started doing was selling the liquid that they would use to physicians for $3 a gallon. And some of the chemicals that were in there were arsenic, zinc, uh, muric, chlorides, turpentine, and alcohol. Um, Sounds delicious. For some reason, you know, formaldehyde was coming down the pipe. It wasn't there yet. It wasn't discovered until after the war. But, so now that you have physicians doing this, they're chasing everybody around, and that's kind of how they set up shop. Um, Physician provided soldiers with a card that stated that they had an arranged payment for embalming and transportation if they died. So you're like, all right, I got my card. You know, make sure you fill me up some juice. Get me on out of here. Kind of like our... Um, organ donor card in a sense you know everything was pre-set up um like i said before that you know these doctors would follow wherever there was trauma or death they're over there and they're they're doing up the people wherever they could find a spot in a house in a barn and you know it was just some really craziness but i believe also that the fad of embalming kind of wore off at some point um they it kind of disappeared, but when Lincoln came back around, it kind of came back around. And okay, right here. Well, Stalin was embalmed, wasn't he? Isn't he? Isn't his body still on display? Is it really? I think so. Someone hasn't hacked his head off. No. Mm. When the end of the Civil War hit, the practice of embalming died out for a time, since people were likely to die near home and could be buried more quickly. Embalming surgeons became a thing of the past and were <clears throat> and when interest in embalming returned again in the 1890s Undertakers began to f- perform their duties. So that's where the uh, Undertakers came in, but then companies they wanted to sell embalming fluid sent salesmen around the country to demonstrate the process and provide a certificate of training and the practice group state licensing for embalming came around in the 1930s so you around 1930s, you had to actually pull up and say, hey, I got a license. I can come in here and suck this out, put this in, and we're all good to go. So, I mean, that's a little, that's a little background on uh, how the embalming um, came around, which was, that was my first thing when I started to research this. Uh, when did embalming come around? You know? Yeah, both Lenin and Stalin are on display. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of, huh. really? Lenin? Yep. There's a picture of Lenin's body. I'm just showing these guys. Why? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't even think Mother Teresa should be shown. Is there any lighting? Okay. That Good. weird noise in the background is the thunderstorm. Yeah, we're experiencing some really heavy rains here. But <clears throat> I moved on and I said, you know, in light of Allison's weird rituals and stuff... Um, Rob's going to probably post some of these pictures when you get a chance up there, Rob, because sure. this is really... Supposedly um, there's eight world leaders that are all that have all been embalmed that are on display. Really? Including Kim Jong. 
Jong the second. Kim so, Jong Young. Kim Jong really? Un. Un. No, he's the father. Kim Jong Il. Yeah, the father. Yeah. Is Fatty too. Yeah. So weird. Um, some of the bizarre things I like did like top ten bizarre funeral things that get around and people wanted to be a little different. Like there's a story right here that um, this gentleman who loved kayaking, he was embalmed, and guess what he was put in? A kayak. A kayak. Nice. He just yeah. looks so sleepy. Yeah, and of course, you know, <laughs> you know, and there, of course, all the jokes that are flying around. At least the funeral seemed to go swimmingly. You know, <laughs> stupid stuff like that. Yeah, give him a stern look and thwart his plans. So, you know, that was that was like number ten. Then there's this man who spent twenty five years and ten thousand dollars making himself an Egyptian style casket. This guy was ahead of his curve here, making his own groove. Wow. And he put a lot of time and effort in it, and guess what? He's the first... Well, he hasn't died yet. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He, he passed on. Um, <laughs> for the past 25 years, Gutentert has built uh, been building an Egyptian-themed coffin fit for a king in his home near Orlando, Florida. And one day he will be, be buried in it. So he is actually alive. And the casket is, you know, it's pretty impressive if, you know... It looks like a sarcophagus. That could be that, too. My question is, are they going to pull his organs out? Through his nose? Sure. Pull his brain out through his nose? Yeah. So, uh, did you ever, back in 2013, did you guys ever see that show, uh, TLC's reality series, Best Funeral Ever? Um, I might have watched an episode or two at like 4 o'clock in the morning when I got home from a ghost hunt and there was nothing else on. <clears throat> was that too specific? Yeah. <laughs> Haven't we all done something like that that after it goes on? The funeral home that hosted a Christmas-themed ceremony. Mm. Um, while most people think of funerals as a time to, to mourn the loss of a loved one quietly in a in black attire, folks at Golden Gate Funeral Home based in Dallas, Texas, have an entirely different attitude. As shown in TLC's reality series, Best Funeral Ever, in 2013, um, January... The death of a man who loved the holiday season inspired a Christmas-themed funeral featuring dancing reindeer, snow, and a coffin on a sleigh. And you can look it up, and there be he sitting. I think He's I would Santa. hate him even more. He is he Santa. See all this Christmas stuff on. That's like where you send bad kids. <laughs> hey, kids, we're going to go see Santa. <laughs> go sit on Dead Man's Lap. Yeah, and then there's this guy. Uh, this one is a stupid Dead story. Dead Man Tells Tales. This is like a, we're doing like a little best of. A best story. of the best. Yeah, like the man who wore a lime dress to his friend's funeral to fill a death pack. You're supposed to wear white to funerals now, aren't you? I don't know. I haven't been to one in a while. Well, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a gentleman out there, Bill Stanley. He wanted to be uh, remembered on his bike. So um, when he passed away... He was hooked up to a truck, and he was put in a trailer on his motorcycle, completely embalmed. And they drove around the town, and again, this is for the crazy people in Ohio. We love you guys. We know lots of strange things happen in Ohio. So this guy was just, his buddy says, yeah, I'm going to drive you around, and then they put him in a plexiglass trailer on a bike, on a Harley Davidson. What I mean? Rick and Morty sets in. That's hard to do. It's artwork. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it. But if he's stiff that way, you're good. 
Yeah, but you would have had to, as soon as he died, you would have had to put him in that position so he's got stuff like that. Right. And the only reason that guy wanted to be on the Harley, he just wanted the world to see it, and he knew that people would see it. It's probably, you know. A spectacle? Yes. Here's the number five one, which I find personally just effing creepy. Uh-oh. Well, if you find it creepy. <sighs> then it's going to be somewhere. But upset. then again, no. It's just because of my weirdness and what goes on in my head when I think of funerals and going to see people who have passed on. But in my head, be like, oh my God, they're dead. Anyway. Puerto Rico man asked to be standing at his wake. Um, they used a special embalming treatment to keep the body of the 24-year-old Angel Pantiano Mendina standing up, upright for three days at his mom's home in San Juan. Um, he was dressed in a New York Yankees cap, sunglasses, and was mourned by relatives who propped upright who, who they propped up upright in the living room. Um, he wanted to be happy standing, and that's what his last request was. Um, he actually died. I'm saying a lot of ums here. Sorry about that. That's, I hope you have a picture of this. Um, See, so yeah, I said um again. Um. <laughs> Gotta stop that. He was found dead under a bridge in San Juan. And oh my they, God, that's terrible. They buried him, but he, I guess he had something out there that he wanted to be at home standing up. So they dug him up and did it? Well, he was found under a bridge. And there he is. Oh my god, that's so cool. T-shirt, sunglasses, baseball cap, looking like he's chilling. Yeah, but you see how unnatural that body looks? It does. It looks like a wax figure yeah, in. Something's not right. So you got to think everything that's in him is going to slosh down to the old bottom and it's going to fall out. But they did this for three days. People visited. And yeah, there's no way I'm holding this hand. I don't care. Dead is dead. That's not my kid. I just... Uh... All right. <clears throat> Number four. April. It's like Norma Bates stuff. Yeah, it really, yeah, it is. Um, there was this uh, David Morell's Colin, uh, April 10th, 2010. 22-year-old David was um, murdered. But he wanted to be posed on his rice burner, his motorcycle. So what they did was, with this creepy lamp... Who, who that young says, like, I want to... Like, who has plans for their funeral... I don't know. Apparently, these people are above. Well, you don't, right? No, and I'm a lot older than 22 year old guy here. Well, you better get catching up here. Can I actually I see so. that picture? I just have to see what this. So weird. But you got to figure if rig and mortis sets in. Uh, look, Rob, if you get a chance, I can leave this to you and you can post a couple. Or you can, I mean, if you look it like, up. Look at how weird the skin behind his ear looks. Like, something's just not right. Well, yeah. I mean, there's. You know. Yeah. Blood loss, whatever. Whatever's going on in there, it's not going to stay that long. How do you get him in a casket after that? You know what? To be honest with you, it's a big bonfire out in a field somewhere. Let's <laughs> just, let's get him. What do you, what do you do with a bike? Who wants a bike after that? You know, because if you, if you ever looked into what they have to do when they um, prep you for a funeral, you'd be amazed. Like the things they have to do to your body to keep shit from falling out everywhere yeah, but I'm just going to say so him that. propped up on a bike he has to be stuffed or something there can't be any liquid on him it's like taxidermy almost I would if there's anyone out there who can correct us you can reach us at Parababble uh, Gmail you can get us on Twitter you can get us Instagram I consider stuffing my dog for like a split second um, <laughs> I did after I thought about cloning her too like when we knew the you end was near that. I know That's a can. real thing. It was $37,000 $37, to do it, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. This one's kind of weird. Sorry, <laughs> no, no. I'm just, I'm, you know, refreshing myself. This one comes out of China. Zhang Jiaha, a 22-year-old student from Wuhan, China, 
shocked family and friends when she invited them to a rehearsal of her own funeral so she could take part in the festivities while she was still alive. The young student told members of the press that she got an idea for the morbid event after realizing that the people spend a lot of time and effort on someone when they're gone and they never get a chance to appreciate and enjoy it. Determined to not let it happen to her, Zhang used up all her savings to arrange an elaborate funeral service complete with coffin flowers, origami birds, as well as photographers and a crowd of mourners. She then <clears throat> invited her family and friends to take part in the unusual festivities. Believe it or not, some of them actually attended and got a chance to look at the young girl as she lay in her coffin with a Hello Kitty doll on her chest to make the whole thing even weirder. Yeah, and It reminds me of something, though. There is a picture of her at her own funeral and people... But it's fake funeral. Hey, you know what? That's like they always say, you know what? Why tell someone you love them when they're dead? Tell them you love them when you're alive. And, and maybe she took the idea and ran with it, but... That same show that I was telling you guys before about the moaning of life, there's also an episode. And I think he's in the Philippines. I don't know for sure, though. Um, that They actually have people that are paid professional mourners. And they come to your funeral. Just to fill out the... They come to your funeral and they wail and they cry. That's and they get paid to do it. So if you don't think you're going to have like enough people at your funeral, like no one's going to care. Like You can actually set it up so that you pay people. Right. And it's like these women, and they come dressed like a specific way. It's almost like a kimono style, and they are professional mourners. Man, anything to make a do. buck. I would want to do yeah. that just to confuse the hell out of anybody else that might be I'm in my funeral and be like, who you, is that? You of all people have to watch The Moaning of Life, because <laughs> you and Carl Pinkleton are like one and the same person. That guy's an idiot, though, you said. No, he's not really. <laughs> he's, not, he's not really an idiot. But like, as he's going through and trying to have these experiences, I could so see you being like... No, like you would not, you'd have the same reactions because he tries to go and do it and he tries to become like a professional mourner and he's like trying yeah. to cry and he's like, no. uh, like he can't, like he can't. Uh, yeah. I got two more. Okay. But you have to watch that show. Okay. And see, now I'm going to go home and watch it. Will you text me when you do? So you can just laugh about it with me. What's it called again? I'm going to write it down. The Moaning of Life. Yeah, it sounds like a porn to me, but anyway. 2012, Amanda uh, married his deceased girlfriend in the combination funeral and wedding ceremony. Shadel, and uh, also known as Def, placed a ring on the finger of Serena Kamsuk, his girlfriend of 10 years during a ceremony in Thailand. And there's a picture of him kissing her and doing the ring thing. Which, it's kind of weird, but, you know, how do you explain that to your next girlfriend? I'm not really cheating on her. She was dead when I married her. Is it legal? Yeah, we go that route. And the last one, and I don't know how big this story was, but apparently somewhere else it was big. Um, a murdered boxer was posed leaning against the corner of a makeshift boxing ring for his wake. Um, <clears throat> Christopher Rivero Amaro also looked like he was ready to box, leaning against the corner in a, a ring. Uh, mourners came to take pictures with him. Um, he died in 2014, so he had a yellow hood on, sunglasses, eyes, boxing gloves, the whole ten, and he was 23 years old. And there's a picture, creepy as all. Hey, let me get a let me get a picture with the champ. All of these pictures look like people that just went to like Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, right? And just. But most of these aren't even you know around us. You know yeah. you don't see this stuff happening in the, the good old U.S. of A. 
we're just ending up doing, you know, a lot of these stories are coming in from other, other countries and because I think their, their view of death is a little more liberal than ours. We're just like, you know, we put them over here, we bury them, we're going to make them a tree and go that route. But over there, they're like, oh, no, man, we're stuffing you. We're going to keep you around for a few days. We're going to have a big old party, and we're going to enjoy your life. And I think we should follow that. Right? No? Maybe? <laughs> All right. So that was some of uh, some of my uh, stories on how people get uh, thrown around. Fueled. Rob, are you going to bring us home with the last bit of crazy that you got there? I could bring us home with some craziness. Oh, you said, not to interrupt you, you said something about Stairway to Heaven? Mm-hmm. Number three played song at funerals. It seems same. very cliched. Uh, yes. Number five, My Way. Uh, the Lord's My Shepherd is number six. What is the number one? Always look. <laughs> is this from Monty Python? Um, always look on the bright side of life is the number one. Monty Python's Life of Brian. So they play that song along. Abide by me. Some Scottish people, I don't know, Henry Francis Light, no bearing. Um, Stairway to Heaven, Jerusalem, number four, have no idea, Sir, <laughs> Sir Hubert Perry, um, some war anthem. My Way, Lord's My Shepherd, I shall not want my way. Let's see what we got. <laughs> number seven. Number seven, Rob, are you ready? Yeah. Another one bites the dust. That's good. That's that's a good one. It is. Uh, I would have never thought of that. Number eight, meatloaf. You got it. Bad out of hell. Number ten, I vowed to be my country. That was played at Princess Diana's wedding mm-hmm. or a funeral. So I guess same that was thing. yeah, same thing. And then pastoral symphony, symphony number six in F major, opus sixty-eight. That was number nine. So yeah, I mean it's it's pretty wide range to what you want. Like me, I'm having a power ballad. And I'm gonna rock it out, and that's all there is to it. So that's that's my uh, thing. I hope you guys enjoyed the stories. But Rob has something to bring us home on because this has really been a weird episode. <laughs> it's gonna get weirder in a second. Yes. <laughs> so I found some actual strange traditions that people do at funerals or around funerals from around the world. Not necessarily like you know burying them strange or whatever, but. Let me just get into some of them. So, the first one... Let's dig in. Let's dig in. Let's dig into this funeral. <laughs> funeral fun funeral traditions. It's called... <laughs> this one is called Fama di Hana. And it's practiced by the Malagasy people of Madagascar. N- the name is also known as the Turning of the Bones. And this is where people take their dead bodies of their ancestors out of their crypts... They put them in fresh clothes, and they dance with them. What? Yeah. Won't they fall apart? Hey, I'm I'm just going to ask the questions that the people want to know out there in in Parababble world. Won't they fall apart when you pull them out? And there's some type of legal thing we have to do with that, I would assume so. Hey, by the way, can I dig up Grandma? She really likes the waltz. The next thing you know, she's like... You know, like you see in the cartoons. I would think that would happen. Right? Alice is getting tired. I'm just trying to imagine. She's absorbing how my. You would. Like, you know. Come on, you bag of bones, I mean, let's go! That is weekend at Bernie's. The hip bones connected to the thigh bone, the thigh bones connected to the. You know, like, I don't, uh, I don't know how that's possible. You put yeah. one I don't think in that front the, of the. Oh. I don't think that in Madagascar they have crazy glue. I mean. 
<laughs> Maybe duct they tape? do. I duct tapes everywhere. I don't know. Oh, sorry, Rob. Oh, We're just going to commentate on it. I wish I had a picture of that. All I got on that one. <laughs> so. So then I got another one from Mumbai, which I just called Vultures. <laughs> so in Mumbai, what they can do is um, they take their dead and they cleanse and bathe them. And then they place them on top of the towers of the religious temples for vultures to eat them. The idea is that the dead must get rid of their physical form so that they only survive as their spiritual selves. So is this like Jeepers Creepers where they put you up there and then the crows come in and they start picking at you? Well, vultures. But oh, here's vultures. the thing, man. Like, they're getting rid of their physical form, but technically. And here's my, my little cliff note that I put here to myself. Mm. Funeral cliff notes. You're not really, like, the first of all, the vultures are not going to eat your like everything and even if they do like you're still gonna be in a physical form and the vultures crap you out right okay to me burning would be more efficient than like putting them up on a towel and then vultures eat them right do you know that in india they used to burn bodies and they're not even allowed to do it anymore because it's so polluted so now they just throw them in the water sorry (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even research some of this stuff some of these things i just know it's weird there's a lot of there's a lot of messed up stuff with this whole let's you know fake and bake the body out or something on a stick and let birds eat it and whatever else comes along and it pretty much the skin turns to soup anyway it's just gonna slop off the bones and, God. you know and I mean it's truthful that's what happens oh, yeah. you, you go you go to jelly and you sit in that sun you got birds sitting on it picking at it shitting on it whatever whatever the animals can come up squirrels whatever can go up a pole they're gonna never go up a pole. They're gonna, they're gonna get to Stripper's you. Stripper's named Tiffany. <laughs> oh my God! So Tiffany, we put her out to change physical form so she, she can move on. She just picks her eyeballs out. That's what she does. She comes I mean, and takes your gold teeth and picks your eyeballs. I don't, out. I don't understand. See, but that's just the whole thing. They look at the, is... these other worlds. Look at death in a different form. Trying to be serious now. <laughs> because it is. It's it. it they just. I. We sit here and we go. Oh my God! What is wrong with these people? And let's be honest, that's what most people are afraid to say. Oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. That's their tradition or their ritual. Screw that! It's 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 weird. You don't hang a body outside your window and let it, the birds eat it. For Christ's sakes! John, tell us how you really feel about it. <laughs> and once the body's gone, what? You got a skeleton? Okay, now what? Put we some make, clothes on it what dance is it? with it. Soup bones? Is that what we're going to go with next? Oh, we got soup bones of Joe. Actually, yeah, that's... Um, what? In Papua New Guinea. Come on! <laughs> really? Oh, God. I was skipping over one of mine, but yeah. In Papua New Guinea, um, cannibalism. So they would, they would take their loved ones that died, and they would use fire to cook them and eat them. Circle of life. Now, this is, and I quote... Donner party. And I quote... For two. Rarely practiced today. Rarely, rarely practiced. Yep. yep. Rare. I'll take my medium rare, please. Yeah. So, so let's let's play a game here. So, Rob, we, we, we burn you, we barbecue you, slather up. Do I take on some of your characteristics or some of your traits? No. You sure? Do we take? Am I invoked with some of that? When you eat a hamburger, I was going to say, do we start to move or (laughs) eat a chicken? You start to like. Just putting it out there because the people want to know. What does the fox say? What does the fox say? We know what the fox says. Okay. Which one did you skip? I want to know. It's called strangulation in Fiji. 
This is a fun funeral tradition. And it's a practice in which a loved one of the deceased is strangled to death. And this is done so that the original dead person is accompanied by a loved one in the afterlife. Oh my god! How do you so it's a suicide pack, right? You're in trouble if you draw the short, story, the short straw for that. Well, Wait. it's really frowned upon if like a guy dies and their wife doesn't volunteer to be strangled to death. That's really frowned upon. <laughs> then they have to pick someone and it's probably really awkward. Oh Wait, so if one, one person dies... The other one has to be strangled to join? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Could you see the little gears in Jeff's head? Like, What in the fuck is wrong with people in this world? <laughs> really. Really. This is not some normal bullshit. This is like... Who who sits down and says, Oh my God, you left me. I gotta die. I gotta go with you. Strangle me because I don't want to commit suicide. Because what? I believe in the afterlife, but suicide is frowned upon, so I want to make it up there with you. So strangle me out. No. You really put a lot of thought into that. No, I didn't. It was pretty much, you know, because suicide is one of those things where you go, hey, you know what? Big guy doesn't like that. It's kind of frowned upon. You might sit in purgatory a little extra longer because you, you know, you chickened out, you wussed out. Not that I agree with that. I think it's chemical imbalances. That's why we can't, some people can't deal with the real pressures of, you know, the whole thing. But to sit down and say, oh, Rob, you know, you died. Yep. Well, your wife's got to go too. So let's make up this really cool pack. Alright, if I die, you die. That's some Romeo and Juliet shit, right? Isn't it? Or some random person in the town shit. <laughs> that murdered <laughs> their partner. They don't have anybody else. Yeah, really. What if it's just like the lone guy? Yeah, do you just put some rocks in a bag and whoever yeah. like, picks out the biggest one? That's oh my it. god. <laughs> you go into the funeral, you get a ticket. It's a 50 50 Yeah, that's raffle. a surprise. Surprise! <laughs> Cool, you go in there, and next thing you know, you got a bag of rocks over your head, and you're dead. Here's the question. So say that happens. like It's some random homeless guy who doesn't have a family in the village who dies. And then some other random person in the village is picked to get strangled to to visit this person. But that guy that just got picked to to follow the homeless guy by getting strangled has, like, a family. Does that family now have to have someone else get strangled because the second guy died? Where does the chain end? It never does. <laughs> so how is Fiji still a country? <laughs> is, this Fiji, is this Fiji we're talking about? Yeah. Because at some point someone said, stop the madness. Well, wait a minute. Who's making all the Fiji bottled water that I drink? <laughs> oh, exactly. Buddy, that's not from Fiji. Um, that's bottled in Kentucky. I don't, under, I don't understand other people's death rituals. I just don't get it. I got one more fun one for you. Okay. Another one that's rarely practiced today. <laughs> It's called Sadi, and it's uh, from Hinduism. And this is another one where the wife of a dead man is forced to perform Sadi. And what this means is she burns herself to death. Again. She jumps into a pit of fire. <laughs> Again. And dies. You have to be burning. brainwashed into this. Yep. This has to be treated, as you would say, Allison, like the Catholic Church brainwashing all of us. It's learned traits. I never said people were brainwashed. You said brainwashed and I said Scientology. It's <laughs> it's it's cult crap. Yeah. This is people following, well my parents did it this way their great parents did it that way, their ancestors did it, so guess what? I don't even know how you do it though how do you override your self-preservation? Yeah you're right. You know what I mean? Exactly. How do you just say, oh, he's gone, I guess I gotta go. But that's like uh, these... Or you jump in and it starts to really, really freaking hurt. Well, for Hinduism, it's done because they didn't like... They said, like, there's no value for the the females 
once their husbands die. Which I was going to say, like, these Saudis people, they have their wives picked out. Is that right? Saudi, Israelite, all those guys. They're, they're, uh, <laughs> whatever. Hinduism. Yeah. Like, all. yeah, all those things. Is it collectively. Isms, Audis. I don't know. Isms. <laughs> Isn't it already a car? (laughs) They get picked. Their wives get picked for them. And you're marrying the man whether you like it or not. And bears children. And he can have 40 other women. But that's just the way it is. That's the way it's always been. And it's never going to change. And what really sucks is that... So, same thing with burning the body. In general, guys die sooner than women. So, all these... So, I don't marry. They gotta know. Like, they're dying when he's dying. And they're dying by burning themselves to death. Well, then I'm picking, like, the most fit guy out there. The healthiest, you know, guy. You know, one that don't eat camels and <laughs> There's shit. There's, like, some guy smoking a cigarette. And the like, just nope. bats it right out of his hand. <laughs> You're hot. Cigarette's gotta go. watch. <laughs> Get out there and run ten miles. No, I, I'm sorry. I just, I, um, I'm above all of it. I don't get it. There's no way. No way I could do half of that, that shit. Yes, you can make me a black sheep if you want. I'm totally off of it. I'm done with Burn myself. Well, Strangle me out. I do have to say, though, that when we first talked about this topic, we were worried we weren't going to have much to talk about. No, we got plenty to talk about. <laughs> we're at like an hour 40. Do you have to tell the audience how long they've been put through this? If they've made it this far, they deserve to know. Well, the show picked up once we got past the other part, which we got past the other part. And then the other the part, part again. I thought it picked up some part. Yeah, some part. But, but now it's over. Yeah. But yeah, time, death. Time to bury this this episode. Yeah. <laughs> How many more puns could we come up with in the next couple of minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None, evidently. All right. No, good no, show, no. guys. That's All dead right. on. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> oh, you just got that. Just like I didn't get rarely or medium. What was it? Was one of them? Rarely. Rarely, yeah. Rarely. Yeah, well, it's all right. Rarely done. It's okay though. I thought this was a very entertaining show. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Dead air. Dead air. Dead, Dead air. <laughs> and we'll leave you with this. <laughs> if this was your first episode, please give us another chance next time. You can reach us at Parababble on Twitter, Gmail. You can listen to this pile of horse crap on Podbean, Stitcher. <laughs> it's just, you know, I don't think we've had a... If you a... don't listen, it's your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Remember, my people, stay with the flock. I'm Jeff. Allison. (laughs) (laughs) This goat is yelling at this guy and spitting at him. Send help. That's our show. We'll see you next time.